He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you uh, on a Friday morning. And in case I uh, forget towards the end of the program, be nice to the tourists. For crying out loud, be nice to the tourists. Uh, You're going to need some practice here, I think, uh, here in a couple of weeks when we hit the, uh, when we all have the the big eclipse party. I don't know what that week, you know, I don't think anybody knows what that weekend's going to look like. I don't think anybody has a clue. I think there's people talking about it completely being an insanity. Everything's gridlocked, and then the other end of it is people, it's like, well, yeah, I'm just going to take the back road to go over to here. I I don't think any of us have any idea what this is going to look like, but uh, be nice to the tourists this weekend, and that way you'll be all in practice um, for two weeks from now when we have uh, the big event. Uh, the dark, We'll all see the dark side of the moon. All right, so we got some things on your calendar today, and the first one is tonight in Mason, and actually we're going to talk about that one in a minute, but uh, because Wes Verdell is in the studio with me, and uh, so he's going to have a meet and greet tonight in Mason at the Leah Lou Co-op, so we'll talk more about that, but that is 6 o'clock tonight if you can get yourself up to Mason um, that'll be a great time tomorrow. The Preppers Expo. I I'm looking forward to this. I'll head down here sometime tomorrow. I want to hang with the radio people for a for a little bit and see what they have going. And uh, there's all kinds of good stuff at the Preppers um, uh, Preppers Expo this weekend. I know they're calling it the first annual. I don't even know how you can do that. I mean it's. It's the Preppers Expo. If they when they have one next year, I think they could call it the second annual. But I never understood that. How do you get to call someone the first annual if it hadn't happened but once yet? So anyway, but that's Saturday. You can ask them. That's from nine to four over at the Happy State Bank Expo Hall in Kerrville. This is free, and uh, they're going to have booths there. Uh, folks are about water purification. Food storage, solar power, emergency communications, financial preparedness, rainwater catchment, local disaster response resources, and more. And uh, so that is tomorrow. That is sponsored by the Kerr County Sheriff's Office and the Hill Country Preppers. And uh, if you need more information on that today, you can get a hold of Dub Thomas at the Kerr County Sheriff's Department. And uh, Mr. Thomas is... uh, very easy to get a hold of and easy to talk with. So if you need any information on that, get a hold of the Kerr County Sheriff's Department. All right, going out a little bit further on Tuesday, the Wall of Hope Banquet. I will be there. Um, I'm going to be sitting at a table with Joe Murphy. Joe Murphy is the head of our uh, head of our uh, pro-life uh focus group with the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and he has had the Fredericksburg Tea Party engaged with the Pregnancy Resource Center here in Kerrville now for, uh, this will be the third year 
where Joe will either sponsor one or two tables and uh, get folks over there. And so I'll be sitting at one of Joe Murphy's table. If that is the issue under your, if that's the burr under your saddle, if that's the issue that gets you going the most is pro-life, then get engaged with the Fredericksburg Tea Party uh, through our focus group or any of the other organizations here in the Hill Country and uh, the Pregnancy Resource Center. The last two years I've gone to this, the uh, speakers have been absolutely amazing. I do not know who Rebecca Hagen is, but I didn't know who the other two were, and they were just absolutely amazing. So this coming Tuesday, 6 o'clock, uh, the Wall of Hope Banquet at Shriner University, that is for a fundraiser for the Pregnancy Resource Center. Next Wednesday, we, the People, Liberty, and Action, are going to be having their regular monthly meeting at the Acapulco Mexican Restaurant in Kerrville. Next Saturday is the first Saturday prayer. Um, and then on the 7th of October, October, I can't believe I'm even saying October, um, October 7th, Guntoberfest. And that's another reason Wes Verdell came in here this morning. So we're going to talk about that here in a minute. And then going way out, all the way out to the, uh, uh, the eclipse on the 14th, our friends at Mercy Gate Ministries. I know there's a lot of events going on on that day for the eclipse. And, uh, but, uh, this one's a special one. Uh, Mercy Gate Ministries is going to be having a little concert. And a get-together, it's called the Uneclipsed Concert. And I understand they're going to be having some Christian hip-hop, Christian rap. I don't know what you call it. If it's hip-hop rap, listen, I'm just old. I don't get it. Um, but uh, they are going to have some Christian hip-hop groups there and a Christian DJ, from what I understand. I'm going to try to get some of that music. We'll play it for bumper music here before they come up. Um, I, ne- I need to hear what that sounds like. So... Um, before we take a break, I've got to bring you some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin. And uh, we're going to poor Richard's almanac, not the improved almanac, not the new and improved. This is one of the old ones. Uh, 1737 um, from poor Richard's almanac. And he says, Ben says, he that can compose himself is wiser that, than he that composes books. He that can he that can compose himself. If you can get yourself together, <clears throat> you're wiser than someone who can put a book together. Folks, y'all stay tuned, and uh, we will be right back with our special in studio guest, Wes Verdell. He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. We are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. It's Friday. I've got my Ted Nugent T-shirt on. It's dark. We're wearing sunglasses, a half a pack of cigarettes, and... I think there's some line, something like that. The cigarettes are gone, but, uh, and I'm not wearing sunglasses and it's not dark. Welcome Wes Verdell into the studio. Good morning, Wes. Hey, morning. Thanks for having me. Good intro music, too. There you go. I'm telling you, you know, they, this is autumn. This is a surprise. I never know what it's going to be. 
and um, I'm I'm working on uh, trying to figure out how to get my own uh, my own over there. But yeah, Harley sneaks in some good stuff there. Yeah. So uh, you were on your motorcycle today. We let people know that the Highway 16 is um, still uh, between Fredericksburg and Kerrville is still uh, doing lots of work. My wait this morning was about six minutes. So be sure and add that to your schedule. So we've got Wes in the studio today for a couple of reasons. Number one, we want to talk about Guntoberfest. That is coming up on the 7th, Saturday, the 7th of October. Man, just start in on that. What's the who, what, where, when, why? Tell us about Guntoberfest, yes. Wes. So this is going to be in Seguin. Uh, Lee Gibson, the architect of it, she's done a great job putting this event together. And, you know, she's a Kerrville resident. Uh, this is going to be in Seguin, Texas at Secure American Now facility. The website to go to, if you just go to Google and type in Guntoberfest or GOA Guntoberfest, or you can go to gunowners.org forward slash Guntoberfest, you can buy tickets there. They're $150. Normally, so what this event is, normally this event, if you go to a training session with uh, instructors or anything like that, you're going to pay $500. Bucks. Uh, this is $150, so deeply discounted and you're going to get two classes for the day. You'll show up in the morning. We will go through. Uh, you'll select two classes if you go on the website, buy the tickets. And you do have to buy the tickets before you show up to the event, just to be clear. But okay, uh, you'll get a training session in the morning. You get to pick which training class you want. So there's some carbine, some rifle dynamics type classes. There's some first-time shooter classes, even a class on how to sight a red dot. You know, a lot of people are buying optics or buying pistols with red dots on them now. They don't know how to sight them in. So... So there's even a class like that, and then uh, then in the afternoon we'll have another one. We'll also be providing lunch during the day. And when you come, you get uh, in our swag bag. You get a free T-shirt. Patriot Mobile is providing a, a what does he call that? A coupon code for if you show up, you get that coupon code, and then you get one month free of service if you get a contract with Patriot Mobile. Oh, okay, Mobile. from Patriot Mobile. They're, yeah. I've, I've, I enjoy them. They're uh, they're my uh, my uh, phone service provider. Yeah. They're pretty good so great, far. Great people. Uh, Tell also, us, tell us again the the website. I want to go there, and I, and I think you went through it real fast. So yeah, tell, sorry, to me slow that. enough while I type here. So gunowners.org. Gunowners.org. Y'all go ahead, and laugh. Forwards, you're, you're faster than my grandma. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> uh, gunowners.org. And see, I skipped ahead. I didn't even put the slash. So I'm yes. going to put a slash and what? Guntoberfest. Guntoberfest, which is spelled, sounds uh, like it's spelled Guntoberfest. Yep. Ah, there we go. Got it. We uh, we thought real hard on trying to come up with a clever name, and we settled on a really simple one. So that, we like it. Absolutely. So you've got different types of tickets here, um, and it's uh, individual shooter. Can you go as a non-shooter? Is that uh, what it's also saying? Uh, Lee? Yep, Lee says yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm seeing different types. Oh, there's a discounted price. So if you want to bring your wife or kid to come hang out too, that's it's we're welcoming all ages. And uh-huh. uh, and so if you want to bring your kid or whatever, they can come hang out with you and, and be at a you know it doesn't cost a lot. You don't have to buy a full ticket for them or anything. So. All right. Yeah. I'm, this looks real good. Uh, looks real fun. Again, it's in Seguin. And and give me an idea of where Seguin is. I know it is somewhere, isn't it? Somewhere between. Y- you tell me where is Seguin? Yeah. So a lot of people will stay like in a hotel in New Braunfels, and it's about fifteen mile jump over to uh, Seguin. So real close to New Braunfels. Oh, okay. That yeah. one I know. That yep. one I know. Okay. And uh, it's going to be a great event. We uh, we've got some amazing sponsors. Oh, if, 
you want a really good chance at winning a free rifle and a giveaway, uh, we have two different rifles. that. Uh, so CMMG, which makes some fantastic rifles, uh, have some of theirs, and I like them a lot. They're donating a Resolute 5.56 AR-15, Cerakoted, really nice, probably about an $1,800 value on that rifle. Uh, we also have Sons of Liberty Gunworks, which is a fantastic fantastic manufacturer out of San Antonio, and they are donating an upper receiver for an AR-15. We had uh, there's a guy that has Fluger Works, which is a gun shop in Georgetown. He donated a Stag Arms retro rifle. So if you like the old AR-15s from the Vietnam era with the 20-inch barrels, mm-hmm. we'll have that. Uh, T-Pack is going to be there. They're going to be for selling ammo. So if, if you don't bring ammo or you need more ammo, you can buy from Texas Precision Ammunition Company. And uh, we probably have like 15 sponsors. Like it would take me a while to get through them all. But but we have some amazing sponsors that stepped up, have donated a lot. And we're going to do a giveaway at the end of the day. And so you have a really good, because we're only selling about maybe 150 tickets or so. And okay. so, and we're getting close to that. I would go get your tickets now if you haven't. But, uh, you know, think about, say there's 150 people there. And we have these really nice, expensive giveaways that we're going to be, be uh, ref, I say not raffling, but, but, uh, What's the word? Uh, <laughs> I can't say raffle. We're not supposed to call it raffle. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But anyways, at the end, we'll be selecting tickets. And, and so okay. you have a really high chance of, of winning a really nice rifle or something else, which is pretty awesome. You don't see that very often. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the different courses. So for your uh, fee, you choose a morning class and an evening class. Yep. I'm just going to go through these. Situational awareness, uh, home defense training for the solo operator, uh, tactical emergency aid response, uh, the eight fundamentals of shooting, zeroing the red dot pistol system, practical pistol skills, carbine 101. Is it carbine or carbine? It, uh, carbine's what I say. Is what yeah. you say? I don't even okay. say carbine much, but, but that's what they call it. So yeah. Carbine 101. Well, go ahead and tell us what that means then. Uh, so a carbine is just a, a rifle, kind of like a tactical-styled rifle. And, okay. Uh, anyways, for me... Most of my carbines are short-barreled rifles. Uh, anyways, it's, yeah, carbine. Some people call it carbine, but that's the common name for the training class. Okay. And on, on these classes, you know, a lot of people want to go for the basic pistol, basic rifle. But yep. one of the things I would recommend, too, is is actually get, like, uh, they have a shoot house in there. And so you actually learn how to defend yourself in your house if there's a threat. So if you sign up for, for that class, uh, that class is pretty amazing. And, and I've been there before while they're teaching this, and... And it's very realistic in a way where they have uh, there's last time there was a girl there and she was very, very good actress. And so, I mean, she's screaming, scared to death, like and it, it, oh, no. it basically gets that adrenaline up, gets, you know, and they got speakers going with a lot of music and, and gunfire. I would say music, gunfire and noise and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, most people, you know, probably aren't ready for the fight in their house if it shows up. And this is good training to get. And is slick treating that? Yeah, so uh, Sean Thornton. I mean, teaching slick, that. Yeah, yeah, we call him Slick. Sean Thornton. Uh, he is a uh, he's a very good instructor, and and we're very lucky. This is his facility, and for him to host us and and let us be on that is is awesome. So he's been very generous to to Gun Owners of America. Yeah, he's talked about his uh, shoot house, and uh, when he's been to Fredericksburg here a couple of times, and it sounds, I, I've seen it on TV, Wes, but uh, I've yeah. never. It's one of those. It's like. I don't know. It would it would be kind of spooky, but it is good training. Absolutely, yeah. great instructors. Uh, we have some special forces guys that will be there. That are instructors, uh, you know, it's the high speed guys, but they're really good at even if you're new to this, they're really good at going at your pace and not just because you get guys that want to show off and whatnot. That's not going to happen on this one. So, 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that. You know, that is one of the reasons I think that maybe some people may not want to attend a class like this is because they think that uh, they're going to be in there and they're going to be the only one that's like a beginner or yeah, just no. getting started and you show up there and and you don't want to feel embarrassed so we're not going to so that we're not going to have that kind of atmosphere at all huh no i you know into that i got into competitive shooting several years ago and uh and what i found in that environment too which uh you grow up i grew up on living out outdoors and everything thought i was a pretty good shot went through the air force so we didn't get much rifle training there but uh but anyways i get into competitive shooting and i thought i was pretty good i got there and got humbled real quick but what i found is most of these guys in the shooting community don't have this big ego that they think they're they're hot stuff or anything like that. They're just normal guys with really good school uh, skill sets, and and they're really willing to reach out and help you and and train you at your level where you're at. So, you know, one of the things I have learned about shooting a pistol is you can spend a lot of time training and and uh, and and having a good time with it and getting it out there and and getting onto the the the, the range. But if you stop, if you get out of practice, it you might still remember how to get up on that bicycle. I'm sure you will remember how to do that. But if you don't practice um, firing with your pistol on a regular basis, and I'm going to say that would pr uh, go with the long arm as well. Yeah, it is. It, yep. If you don't practice regularly, that skill, it, it's going to wane, is yeah, it it's, not? It's a perishable skill. That's what we call it, the... Uh... I know I do a, a shooting match about once every two months, and if if I don't practice in that two month period, like I have significantly reduced my my skill set when I get to that next match. So just in two months, yeah. And and you're you're a, a pro. A, a, well, well, compared to me, compared to okay, me. so yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe, uh, but but I've you know I shoot with some of the the best shooters that I've I've ever seen in these in these shooting matches, and so I'm not even close to where these guys there's a guy sterling blocker up in uh fredericksburg from your area yeah and he runs like the wind shoots as fast as you can imagine like it's amazing to watch how fast that guy runs and shoots and he wins almost every match we go to you were telling me about is it uh something you uh, are preparing a course uh and i don't think it has anything to do with this class but it's it's always interesting to me what do you call it the run and gun running yeah run and gun uh, tell, tell us about what that means I, i've heard it mentioned before i think there was a course set up here in kerrville at one time yeah yeah we got one coming up on the wild ranch in uh january i think which is going to be awesome thanks to wild ranch for for letting uh Old 18 Defense put that on. They they put on the, in my opinion, the best race series in Texas and probably in the country on these running guns. They're generally uh, there's a 5k and a 10k, but it usually works out to somewhere in three and a half to seven miles, depending on which day you race on. And uh, you're running. I I personally my my strength is my legs and the mountains and the hills. So I prefer the courses that have a lot of aggressive hill climbs and everything on it. Uh, when we get the flatlands, I'm not a great runner, so I get smoked in that area. But uh, so you end up covering seven miles. We have targets out to 500 yards. You got to carry your rifle and your pistol on you and your water and all your ammo. Uh, so generally you've got about 30 to 40 pounds of, of gear on you. If you're a better shooter, you don't have to carry as much ammo, but, uh, <laughs> but it's a lot are, of fun. Are, are there some grandstands for people like me who will watch, uh, foolish people run around in the, uh, <laughs> I, so, I'm not, a, I, I don't run. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't run a lot either. The, uh, I've just never been great at it, but. But uh, there there are some people that come out. We have ROs, which are range officers. And uh -huh. uh, anyways, I'm I'm usually volunteer as a range officer a lot for that. And I try to. This week we had a competition in Lano at Stillwater Ranch. It was an amazing, fantastic ranch. Good hill climbs in it. 
And uh, I went out there on Wednesday to help set the course up. And, you know, we had to mark mark off about six miles of trail that you're running through. And I didn't realize it, but somewhere I got into poison ivy. And so yes. started showing up the next day. I ended up, I was supposed to shoot Sunday morning in a team match. And uh, my eye was swollen shut. I was still going to go do it. My wife told me I couldn't. So, <laughs> I, you Listen, I know Sarah. And uh, if Sarah draws a line in the sand, I'm with you. Don't cross it. Yep. Folks, uh, we're going to take a short break. Who we have in the studio with us is Wes Verdell. Um, and I have failed in not giving you gun owners. Um, gunowners.org. Is that where we're going? Where yes, you sir. start slash gunowners.org slash um, guntoberfest. Just look up Guntoberfest. You can find it or go to GOA, Gun Owners of America, um, and you can find the the uh, tickets there. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about his candidacy for House District uh, 53. And um, if uh, one of your questions has to do where he stands on the Second Amendment or the right to bear arms, I think maybe the last uh, 15 minutes we have... Uh, gotten rid of all doubt on that so when we get back uh west verdell in the studio we're going to talk about his race for house district 53 y'all stay tuned there's more where that came from matt log on the hill country patriot i'll be back Right, we are back. It's Friday. Be nice to the tourists and uh, clean your firearms regularly. Um, we have in the studio Mr. Wes Verdell with Gun Owners of America and also a candidate for House District 53. Do you live in House District 53? I'm telling you, um, about half of my listening audience lives in House District 53. But we want to, uh, there's a couple of, there's one more thing we wanted to bring up about GOA Guntoberfest in Seguin on October 7th. And that has to do with the YouTube armed attorneys. Tell us about those guys. I've met them. Yeah. I've met them. I, I, yeah, I've met them recently. They're, they're amazing. Uh, so on YouTube, armed attorneys, it's Richard Hayes and uh, Emily. And anyways, they are fantastic. They were actually our legal counsel here in Texas for, for at the Capitol this session. And, and a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Richard and them wrote the constitutional carry bill that passed in 2021. Richard Hayes, Emily, and uh, and then Rachel Malone, the former state director for Gunners of America. She mm-hmm. uh, she did a she did a fantastic job with those guys. We ended up with constitutional carry. You know, the credit really goes towards towards them on that. Uh, Richard Hayes and them are fantastic. They do a great YouTube channel, and they're going to be at our event, uh, and they'll probably talk some about you know going to the Capitol because not only do we want you to learn how to to be the best you can with your with your rifle to defend yourself, we also want people to understand how to come to the Capitol because what makes the difference is we get the government uh, that that we deserve, and we also get a government that's controlled by those who show up, and so we need people to show up. What we saw this session was was not great on who was showing up uh we had some great people come but but honestly i think there for every one uh conservative there was probably 10 liberals at the capitol this session and so you know and, and legislators are listening to the people who show up so 
They do, and they will very regularly tell us that. They will say, look, we've, you know, they've only gotten a couple of people that are against this. Everybody else is for this, and and it just, uh, it is one of the most frustrating points about being engaged at the Capitol. And I have to tell you, when I first started going to the Capitol uh, about 12 years ago, 10 years ago, um, there was nobody doing training like that. I mean, it, there just wasn't. Yeah. Um, and it was, there was one, I think, uh, Texas scorecard people were attempting to get something going on that on Tuesdays, and I participated in that. But this has gotten to the point where it is a lot of people are doing uh, this kind of training. Rachel Malone put out a series of videos that I still send people to. And those are, what, four years old, six years old, maybe? Yeah, very professional. Uh, Actually, YouTube, uh, the armed attorneys, they actually made our updated videos for us. Okay. So I I believe now if you go to our GOA Texas website, uh, you can find those videos where they're talking about when you come to the Capitol, what to expect, how the bill works. you know, there's a thousand ways to kill a bill, and and unfortunately, people that campaign as as pro gun and and uh, pro conservative and everything else that get into office often uh, work behind the scenes to kill a lot of our our good bills. So yeah, uh, and this is really good uh, training that teaches you here's where the bill's dying at. And uh, we found the best thing that's worked for us, which Republicans are really kind of across the board at realizing or seeing what's going on inside of our Texas legislature. We're not that that what everybody thinks of of texas right now Uh. and so so anyways it's great to see you know the ken paxton impeachment that that uh there's a lot of republicans that showed their cards there you know it's and did the opposite of what they've campaigned to the people about and uh anyways that's woken a lot of people up watching the trial watching the testimonies wasting five to ten million dollars of uh of taxpayer money on this impeachment when the witnesses that were getting up there had not had any sworn they weren't sworn testimony before they were brought to the senate and then they get up there and they admit that they didn't have any evidence before making these claims against Paxton. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite an eye-opener for a lot of people. Speaking of going to the Capitol, you want to go up there full-time, don't you? That's that's what I understand. <laughs> uh, HD I 53 is, uh, covers how – it covers, what, 14 counties? Something 16 like, counties. 16 three, counties. 340 miles long. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't have any desire to be in Austin, but I do have a desire to – represent this district and make sure that we actually have a conservative voice in there and my opponent you know i don't i don't want to make my race about my opponent but uh i was hoping that his record would improve this session and he actually got way worse like the the record was pretty bad before now it got way worse so so it's disappointing and i felt that that i had to step up again and and hopefully hopefully the voters i'm asking voters please vote for me we we need representation in there that doesn't cater to the Austin lobbyist and, and the big city interest, but we actually need somebody that is there fighting for us and, and keeps our promise. You know, for me, the most important thing is my reputation. I say my reputation. It's, it's, I watched uh, many people, including my granddad and dad, have built a reputation of their word means something. And when mm-hmm. you pass away, the only thing you had left was your reputation, right? And, uh, right. and I don't want to do anything shameful that disrespects my, my district. I want to make sure I go there, keep my word, and, and represent our district well. Absolutely. HD 53 goes from Junction. It covers yeah. Kerr County. Fort Stockton. Fort Stockton. And it goes way out there. Mostly a very, very, very conservative stretch. I would say yeah. that the people that live in that 
probably would expect to have very conservative representation. Yeah, our representative now, sh- voting records should reflect that, how conservative we are, and it doesn't. So. Uh, you know, I have gone over uh, Andy Murr's um, different, uh, over the last, I believe, six sessions he's been there now. He has gotten, with the exception of one of one session, he has gotten more and more liberal each session, yeah. even crossing over in this last session, and I'm referring to the Rice University um, a graph that that I think has a lot of uh, Rice University uh, thing they come out with every two years is very very good. Yeah, it's and, fair and neutral. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. And and the the sad thing about it is that center line in the Republican Party of representatives that have an R by their name that center line has started drifting to well i don't know which direction to call it but the result is more and more people with r's by our name are slipping onto the more liberal than yeah. conservative side the overton window is moving uh towards a liberal position so. yeah it is and, it, and it's very very sad and those who are staying up there who are really fighting for it um and and they're getting more and more marginalized and one of our fears we've seen in the last couple of sessions is that if you don't vote for this cabal of 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 liberals uh, uh trans publicans i call them yeah. uh dade feeling then you get punished i am seeing a whole lot more hope i think that i there's a feeling in me that by the time we get to 25 that dade feeling's not even going to be in the picture as far as running for um a speaker of the house yeah, I, don't I don't even think he's going to be in the picture no um i think he may have disgraced himself uh just enough in this last situation he's got some good competition down there in his district david covey yep. um and uh i know david i know his brother better but i know david yeah um and so we're going to try to get uh we need to get uh um feeling out of his district um and uh, they're predicting I, my race and uh and david covey's race will be two of the biggest races in the state this year absolutely uh, yeah and, and ken paxton has already said he's going to come come down to kerrville and over to beaumont to to campaign so that'll be fantastic yes it absolutely will uh, there the line has been drawn they exposed themselves andy murr up until the 88th session andy murr was just quiet enough that I could never quite figure out, and I think most of his constituents couldn't quite figure out where he was leaning. And so there was always a little bit of a glimmer of, okay, maybe he is a pretty good conservative, and we couldn't see that. But, man, he showed his hands in this last session. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah his voting record, uh, when you talk about the uh, the Rice Index, there's a, there's a state rep in San Angelo named Drew Darby. He's been there way too long always a very moderate Republican that's almost almost on the Democrat side. And, and I always kind of look, where'd Drew Darby get this year? Andrew Murr came in below Drew Darby this year. Uh, you know, more more liberal than, than Drew Darby, which is pretty sad. Uh, anyways, we we got to change who we send there. It's, it's, it is not working what we've got. The idea of sending the same people back over and over again ends up with the same results and actually ends up with worse results because they are getting worse each, each time. So yeah. I am all about doing this. This is not an easy task like campaigning uh i don't know if people think it's easy or not or or whatever but uh it wears on you it's not not like uh i enjoy meeting people i'm a i'm a people person but Mm -hmm. it it does wear on you and uh i just feel like this is what we're supposed to do i'm convicted to do it and i believe you're supposed to follow your convictions i honestly am not the kind of person that cares if people know my name or or 
whatever that is like that that's not what inspires me what inspires me is i'm watching our country disappear on us fall apart and i want to be somehow affect that change to try to keep what we have and actually restore back to what we did have and um you i know it has an effect on spouses i know your wife um uh, sarah yeah. and when she's out in public um you don't have to you know say anything here when she's in public she is all smiles all supportive but we know how rough that is yeah how, how old are your your children uh, so I have a 12-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old. We homeschool all of them. Uh, fantastic, brilliant kids, each in their own way. And uh, we we grew up in Brady, or we I grew up in Brady. We raise them in Brady, and uh, we do that because we want them to have that individual personality. Uh, in a small town, you get that. You go to the big cities, you kind of end up. And a lot of people that live in the city don't see this till they move out to a small town, but uh, they end up with this kind of collectivist idea, you know, mm-hmm. and like we're a group instead of right. we're an individual and. And I wanted my kids to have that individualism and that little bit of a wild spirit in them, kind of like our founding fathers had. Okay. So uh, we've talked about quite a few things here. Um, Wes, you talked about, you know, you don't think it's that you've not the kind of person that, you know, is concerned about everybody knowing your name. Folks, Wes's name has got to get known in yeah. these 16 um, counties in the Hill Country. We've, we've done, uh, our name recognition has gone way up, which, you know, like I said, it's not my... But in, to be honest, uh, yeah. running an office, you got to have name recognition, and and we have grown quite a bit in name recognition. Uh, Y'all's boots and barbecue event the other night. Uh, thank you, by the way, for for you know an, announcing that I was running. Like our reception there was uh, pretty overwhelming. Like uh, we had a really good uh, when you when you mentioned my name, there were a lot of people that had uh, had cheered us on, and we appreciate. Oh that. yeah, so, you yeah. you got a great response yeah. when I pointed out your table and you stood up, and you got an amazing it's, response. It's a good sign for our campaign, and this year. Uh, you know, our fundraising is going well. We, we do need more. The, the reason we ask for, for money is not, uh, it, it doesn't personally benefit us or anything like that, but it helps us uh, fund the marketing to reach all the voters because uh, there's roughly 173,000 people in this district. We're expecting about 40,000 primary voters, which is very large. It's larger than some congressional races and uh, as far as the primary voters go. And we, there's no way I can meet personally all 40,000 of those primary voters. So we have right. to be able to reach them through, through our marketing. And that's, that's what donating to the campaign does. It helps us do that. So. Absolutely. And, uh, people who run for office and I've heard several, I've heard them say it. I just don't like asking for money. Folks, they got to have the money. So yeah. I'm asking for them. All those that are embarrassed to ask for money, listen, I'm sick and tired of going to the Capitol and fighting with with uh, Andy Murr up there and his ilk. And now that we uh, have uh, seen Ellen Troxclair expose herself, um, both of those need to be replaced or the next legislative session is going to be miserable for those of us in the Hill Country who go up and are active and who take the advice, the kind of training that you're going to be offering at the Guntoberfest on the 7th. All right, we are out of time, but I want you to give us the, tonight in Mason, give us the details. Someone told me that Leah Lou Co-op, Leah Lou Coop, Leah Lou Co-op, what is um is it on the square there it is on the square it's a great location great pizza uh you know i'm not planning on going and like giving a speech or anything like that we just want to want to meet voters hang out uh have a good time and, and it's a fantastic location i love mason uh you know it's 
we we went to church in Mason for ten years over there, so it's it's a great town. We hope you. It's a good excuse to come out to Mason too, if if you're bored and want to go get out of town for a little bit. So absolutely, and you can go be a tourist. Yeah. See, even from Fredericksburg to Mason, that counts as a tourist. Yeah, you're all right. Uh, Mini Fredericksburg over there. In Mason. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, I don't even know if they want that. Uh, they <laughs> they, they, may, they may not even want to be called that. So, um, did we leave anything out? No, you, I we just, should look over. Uh, Lee, did we leave anything important out? I think we're good. I just want to say that my I have a plan to go there and actually change some things. Uh, I'm not just out here to bad mouth, you know, what my opponent did, but right. we actually want to go there and make a difference. And we're working with other legislators and people that are running to have a plan to counter the Democrats and their points of orders when they kill our bills and everything else. There you go. All right, folks. Wes Verdell. Wes, do you have a website for your candidacy? I do. It's Verdell for Texas, or you can just Google Wes Verdell for Texas, and, and you'll come up with the website. Let's spell Verdell out there for all of our... Wes is pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, Verdell, uh, V as in Victor, I-R-D as in Delta, E-L-L. Verdell, V-I-R-D-E-L-L. And go ahead, impress us with the military. Victor, what is uh, it? Victor, India, Romeo, Delta, Echo, Lima, Lima. I can never remember those. I just make them up as I go. Yeah. Kind of like what is it's, it? It's burned into my brain. So. Yeah. E is for egg. Yeah. Echo. <laughs> All right. Uh, y'all stay tuned, and we'll be right back. And uh, I've, got a, I'm, I've got a little uh, uplifting um, interview to uh, wrap up the day. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Long. All right, it is Friday. Be nice to the tourists. Uh, take your time driving between Kerrville and Fredericksburg today. The um, the the road is they're still working on it. I think it's going to be a practically a a, a, a racetrack when they get that thing all uh, finished. I think it's going to be awesome. So um, to close up today, two weekends ago, I spent um, uh, Friday and Saturday at the uh, at the uh, Texas Values, Faith, Family, and Freedom uh, uh, Forum and listen to speakers. I interviewed a dozen people over that time period, and uh, I have brought you, I think I've played four or five of those interviews. I'm going to be bringing them uh, one at a time whenever uh, I feel like them. I think they're all evergreens. They will stand good for a while. And I wanted to close up today's program with a little bit of an uplift, and you may say, wait a minute, Chloe Cole is uplifting? Chloe Cole, if you don't know her story, she was uh, about 14 uh, when uh, um, she decided she uh, just wasn't a, she just wasn't going to be a girl. She said, I don't want to be a girl anymore. I don't think I'm going to be a pretty woman. I just, I'd just as soon be a boy. She bought into everything online, uh, got her parents were drawn in hook, line, and sinker. Now, and then uh, at the age of 14, she began the process of the taking the, um, uh, the 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 puberty blocking drugs, and she had a mastectomy at uh, eighteen, at nineteen, at eighteen. She realized uh, what a horrible decision this had been. And so, when I had the opportunity to visit with her, I didn't want to just have her tell her story again, right? You can go find her story. 
And so you're going to find a, this interview is a little bit different than your average Chloe Cole interview. Now that you know who she is, listen to this interview. Uh, Chloe, uh, welcome to the Matt Long Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, um, your story is out there widely available to numerous in many, many places. If you want to hear Chloe Cole's story, you can find it anywhere. And there. And so I don't want to sit here and go through the same story that you go through a hundred times. What I want to talk to you about is what I've witnessed today. And you're either faking it really well or there's joy in your life. What is it? Be honest with us now. We can tell. There's a lot of joy in my life. I mean, I've lost a lot, but I've also gained a lot. And even if I didn't, I still have so much left. I mean, I've got my family, my mom, my dad, my dog, my big brothers and sisters. Um, I've got art. I've got quite a bit to live for. And I think that anybody knows, anybody does, no matter what they've lost. There's always something out there, always something to fight for. Absolutely, and keep going. And you're you have you have are twenty yet? No, you had your nineteen. I'm nineteen. You're nineteen. You had your birthday on the day you were testifying in Washington D.C. Is that true? Yes. That is too cool. I got some good birthday stories, but I've never been testifying. What? Just give us a feeling. Was was were you nervous? Were you apprehensive? Were you afraid? Were you excited? What was that like? Knowing you're going to D.C. to talk to all these big big people not quite apprehensive i'm very willing to tell my story i was a little bit nervous but i was also pretty excited i mean you can even see me like bouncing a little bit in my chair like if you if you look back on the on the video feed from the uh from that hearing in congress um i mean it was it was just such an incredible opportunity um i mean what other kid gets an opportunity to speak to congress about their their own personal testimony be able to share their own story to help other people who are being, who are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just something I'm, I'm so thankful for. Oh man. What, when you're in places like that and you're surrounded by the enemy, I know uh, when um, Riley Gaines and uh, Paula, Paula, Paula Scanlon, Paula when they were there signing, were you there when the governor signed uh, the bill in Austin, the uh, Texas uh, uh, ban on uh, transgender surgeries? I was not. You were not. I, uh, you know, they were, they were spat upon when they came out of there. Um, uh, Riley's, um, no, it was Paula's uh, uncle, uh, couldn't even get in the building because of the crowds all around there. How do you do, what, how do you react? What do you, how do you deal with that when you see the hate like that and it's in your face? I'm assuming you get that in your face. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, before I started speaking out publicly, I'd gotten a really aggressive response from the transgender community. They rejected me even though... They're the, they were the ones who most fervently supported me as I was going through this, especially when I got the mastectomy and went on hormones. Now that I was talking to regret, they did a 180 on me. They started making fun of me. They started telling me, like, oh, you look better as a boy. You'll never look good as a woman again. Mm. Or, like, you – it's all your fault. Like, you knew what you got into. And so I kind of figured that, like, I was going to get that same kind of response the bigger that I got. And the wider my platform was going to get, um, I mean, I've had to file, like, police reports and stuff because some of the things that these people say or, like, threaten me with is so 
horrific. Like I get rape threats, um, threats of assault, um, threats of like getting my pe my eyes pepper sprayed, threats against my family all the time. Um, but I nothing but death could stop me from speaking out against this. It, it's it's so dear to me. It's something so dear to my heart, and I don't I hate knowing that there are other kids and other people out there who have been affected by this. And I don't want, I don't want that for anybody. Yeah, it's, yeah. Go, you, you, you. If you personally go through something painful and you look around and say, I, I don't want anybody else to go through this ever again. Not even my worst enemy. So where, where, where do you see your life going now? I mean, come on. It's. I think it's unfair to ask a 19-year-old. Whoa, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> um, because I don't even think I knew what I was going to do with my life till I was in my 50s, Chloe. So you got some time. Um, you've got some time to uh, make up your mind. But what do you, what do you see in the immediate future? What do you see down the road for you? Um. I mean, this has pretty much taken up my, my whole life for the past, like, year and maybe, like, year and a half for now. But, um, I mean, I think I might want to continue doing activism after this is all said and done. It's just, it's incredible watching, just being part of a movement and watching the fruits of our labor starting to pay off. And there's, even after this is all, all done, like, there's still going to be a lot in this world to fight for. There are a lot of issues like plaguing families and, and women and children right now that we really need to activate on. And I might continue to be a part of that um, mm -hmm. even as I'm older because um, I, I value family a lot. I love my family. I love my mom and dad, and I want to have kids of my own one day. Um, it's something that means a lot to me. And I, I've also... I mean, aside from that, I've also always had, like, a creative streak. I've always, I have, like, drawers, drawers, and, like, cabinets in my house, like, stashed to the brim with drawings that I made since, like, oh. elementary school. Oh. And I recently have gotten into fashion, and I think I want to maybe do my own brand one day. There you go. That sounds a lot of fun. You mentioned mom and dad. T tell me a little bit about your relationship with mom and dad, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be too assumptive, but you had to have their cooperation, didn't you, to go through what you went through? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even call it consent, honestly. What happened was they were coerced. They didn't want me to go through this. Dad told me the other day that, I mean, we, we had a conversation about this. We sat down, and he said that if he knew that there are people out there like me, before this all began... He would not have allowed me to go through this. And it wasn't until the doctors started threatening them, essentially, with my death. Telling them that there was no other choice between death and having a living transgender son. That they were like, it's this serious. Like, we, like what wouldn't a parent do for a child mm. if they were in danger of becoming suicidal or dying. No parent wants that on their hands. Yeah, and and so and 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 so you're there's no you obviously sounds like you have a good relationship with them. Your I love brother them. your brother is in the service. Did I hear that? I was listening was. to part of your your brother was in the service and I, I was hearing part of your story about when he found out that he didn't know what you were going through and asked your mom what's What's with Chloe's voice? All right, <laughs> folks. Um, I'm sorry that I can't get the last two minutes of that. KRNH HD2, Kerrville, K271CH, Fredericksburg, K2A2BI, Kerrville.